I'm recording. Oh, I'm oh. sitting. I'm sitting. I, I in, just started. I'm sitting in Eric's new fifteen dollar chair he Eric got on offer up today, chair. and it's leather and it's nice. Dude, I do the deals. That sh- that couch was a hundred. This Whoa. was this was free. Uh, this is a great man cave. Eric. This was this was ten dollars. <laughs> This table. You know what you need? Deal. You need a bearskin rug with the bear's hunch. head still on it. <laughs> the bear's head still on it. Yeah, bore on the floor. Gape. <laughs> bore on, <laughs> bore on the floor. We could go hunting this summer. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Eric. Just bring it back bleeding. Hey, who's that voice? Yeah, I don't who's recognize. that voice? I haven't heard that voice since Do the Right Thing. Hey, yeah. he just told us what he was on because it was like two years ago. Yeah. Would you like to introduce yourself? Reintroduce uh, yourself. Sure. My name is Colin Mays. Uh, this is the second time on the podcast. The first time was uh, Do the Right Thing two years ago. So mm-hmm. uh, I speak Arabic, so I'm glad that we're reviewing a Middle Eastern movie. Oh, no, you I didn't speak an Arabic? Arabic one, so I wish I, I wish I would have known that. Yeah, I took... Uh, I remember that now. I took three semesters of it in college. Wow. Wait, I'm intrigued. You picked... Well, it's not an a, Arabic. A movie of the Middle East. It's not Arabic. It's not in Arabic. Do you, do you know Lawrence do you know, of Arabia? No. Uh, do you know Caleb uh, really thinks that you bent, really bent the rules here and just picked four lines? No, I wanted to. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to be like, there, there is was, a producer who is Middle Eastern. A British man staying in my house this week named Lawrence. Shout out Lawrence. Oh, he was Lawrence. in um, my house. He left today. Lawrence. And I mentioned four lines to him. And we had like a 10 minute laughter conversation. He oh, loved it. So I was like, yeah. yes. That's incredible. Instant friends. Um, so give us some hints. Guys, it feels like it's been a bit. It has it's been a bit. Been it's a been a while. I feel like I've only been gone one episode, but... We had a filler episode while you were gone. Yeah, in the meantime. Oh, that's true. Men. Yeah. True. Africa, Men. Cali, COVID, malaria mm. scare that wasn't malaria. It's yeah. been a wild I'm glad you me. didn't have malaria. Binge succession. <laughs> and it was the greatest binge vaccines, of my guys. life. Yeah. Um, hints. Uh, is is re- it in this decade? Yes. Whoa! Within the last couple of years. Oh my gosh. Is it... Caleb, are you aware? Mm-hmm. I am not aware. I'm, I'm guessing it's not Iranian. It is not Iranian. There is an Iranian film that came out last year called No Bears that I recently watched yeah. by Jafar Panahi, and I love... Is this... I don't really like his work like a ton, but this was like the amalgamation of all of it, and it was amazing, but I didn't want to do another Iranian Is this film. The Swimmers? No. <laughs> You can't swim in sand unless you're a worm, Timmy. Dude, it's about how a girl swims, dude. You can swim in the Persian Gulf and the Red Sea. I take it back. You totally can. Um, Do we know this director? I don't think either of any of you have seen a film by this director. Then we are not going to guess it. Yes. You know, the other movies we did were a little bit restrained. Uh huh. They all seemed kind of, you know restraint so i wanted a little bit of energy a little punchy energy a little art house these films um, that we've been want to do a country we didn't do almost did winter sleep because that's from turkey yeah. and the Cannes mm-hmm. film festival is going on right now winter sleep on the palm door but it's like three hours long oh, so that felt wrong <laughs> yeah. but in honor of the Cannes film festival two years ago a film uh tied with Ooh. Memoria for you, what is essentially second place. You can tie it can. You're not supposed to, but a lot of times juries break through. They don't tie for a winner, do they? Uh, it's happened like twice. Oh my wow. gosh! That's where the sucks. Golden Palm has gone to two movies. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so this tied for second. This tied for second with Memoria, which we love with Tilda. Mm-hmm. We love it. We love yep. it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from Israel. So it came out that year. Ooh, Israel. Yep. It's 2021 by Nadav Lapid. 
Lapid, I don't know how to say his last name. The movie is called Ahed's Knee. You're thinking Claire's Knee from... Uh, uh, oh, the 70s Yeah, Eric, Eric Romer. Eric Romer movie. So you're talking about Frank. the letter A, Heads. No, no, no. no. Knee. A- H-E-D. Ahed's knee. Ahed's knee. is the name of a woman. Uh-huh. Um, I actually don't want to spoil anything about this movie. Ooh, I don't. don't. I was just going to look it up, but I'm not going to. Don't I, do it. Don't do it. I think it'll be an interesting going blind. The, he also direct. Well, we'll talk about it later. Let's watch it. What's the, uh, the t- uh, run time on this? An hour 49. Oh. Ooh, tight, tight, tight. On uh, What's it on? Uh, it's Criterion. on Criterion. It's on Criterion. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's All give right, it a go. Let's go watch it. Give it a go. Let's go watch it. Love it. Okay, so that was an interesting time we just had. That Ooh, was an interesting yes. time we just had. It was quite a... Is You know, I don't think you guys have had that film experience before. No. A little bit, a little punchy, a little uh, fiery, a little... Uh, little. Takes shaky cam to a new level. Mm. <laughs> uh, um, I feel like I have seen something like this before, but I'll get into that Oh, later. let's get into it. Um, I'll give a brief synopsis, and then we'll go around and get some first thoughts. Um... Ahed's knee while promoting the kindergarten teacher uh, film of his in 2018, our lovely director, Nedev Lapid, was invited by Israel's Ministry of Culture to participate in a post-screening Q&A for the film in the village of Sapir, small Israeli village. And the ministry's one mandatory requirement for him was that he sign a form swearing him to discuss only a select number of pre-approved topics at the screening anything deemed controversial or provocative was prohibited for him um so that is serves as the inspiration for this movie semi-autobiographical probably especially the beginning but i'm uh not quite the ending but maybe emotionally that's where he was at um yeah and then he's uh also inspired there is a bill to see uh to limit free speech going on around the same time and to limit funding for artists who spoke out about against the government. Ooh. So that's what happened in this movie. It follows a director that goes to a small town for a screening of his film, and um, there's this form that he has to decide whether or not he wants to sign, paired with his mother's death, uh, maybe looming in the background subtly. His mother was actually the editor of his films before she died, which is interesting. The... Real director? Yeah. Okay. In real life, yeah. Um, this film was written in two weeks and then shot in 18 days, so I think you probably feel that. It's more driven by emotional instinct than maybe a cerebrally dwelt on, which makes for an interesting kind of movie. So, I want your initial thoughts. Eric, what do you have? A bowl of cereal. Love that. I got, yeah, I got spicy popcorn provided by you, which is very good. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. This kind of felt like an Inuritu film. Like a what? Um, Inuritu? I think that's Inuritu. probably a fair... Uh, yeah, I get that. There's it felt a bit like of that it, in there. It definitely felt like... Um, it felt a lot more like Bardo than than any of his other films. <laughs> I would say Bardo specifically. Okay. Um, is is kind of the vibe I was getting. So that's kind of what I meant when I said that um, I feel like I've 
it felt like I had seen something like it before. But that being said, it was very unique, very original and unto itself still um, with a lot of the ways that um, a lot of the choices, I would say, to, to film this. Uh, film and given its speed um yeah it just makes it all the more interesting that yeah it's kind of like filming from the gut um but yeah what you just said was super fascinating i mean it sounds intensely autobiographical (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah circumstantially at least and um yeah i don't know it definitely had a stronger second act or third, I guess. Yeah, I feel like I agree. It builds. It simmers yeah. and then it explodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about the explosion. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was wild. Um, yeah, those are my thoughts. Caleb. Great. Yeah, the first half, I think I was still trying to figure out what what is this setting up? Where where was it going? And then by the second half, I was like, oh, okay, this, this is it. Like it's not going anywhere else. And so I, I think the setup, the opening scene with talking about, uh, Ahed's knee and I was like, Oh, okay. It's going to be about that. And so I, I think I was a little confused in the first half yeah. of like, where are we going? Yeah. But I, I love the second half. Um, and yeah, I think the way it's shot, kind of the, the camera just takes off and goes somewhere else and then it spins back around and it goes back around and I, th- I love that that camera movement um, um, and yeah I'm sure we'll talk about what that's communicating later but um, I did enjoy it yeah I, I, I'm, I'm curious to because like, I think some parts like hit for me and other parts didn't I didn't know if I would enjoy it yeah, and so yeah, I, I'm, I I'm, I'm curious. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, like most times, our discussions makes me think more um, and enjoy a, a movie more. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Colin. Yes. Well, I, Hello. I think first it was a film about a film snob. Ooh, nice, Colin. We're getting meta here. There we go. There we go. There we go. But, uh, yeah, the uh, the cinematography, the way the some of the uh, scenes were uh, presented kind of were first person from the protagonist. Uh, I think it was kind of reminded me of uh, 1984, the book in uh, the second act. Yeah. So I thought that was some of the inspiration behind it too. Hmm. Uh, But yeah, those are my thoughts for now. Okay. Nice and brief. Hi guys. I'm Jared. I'm a film snob. Hi Jared. Um, I watched this film in my room by myself while I was doing other things, <laughs> and I um, <laughs> got to the end of the military part and realized I didn't pay close enough attention, and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Where are we right now? Uh, so I rewound it and watched it again. Well, That's my main themselves. memory of the film, and then after watching that, I was kind of more sucked in than I was during the first half. And then um, the said explosion, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point, um, felt like maybe the angriest movie I've ever seen. I was like, he just went off for like... Anyways, yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is very angry. Of course, Colin is uh, 
knows angry movies. He was here for Do the Right Thing, so <laughs> he's our angry an movie. angry movie. He's our angry this, movie guest. This one was like uh, almost condescending in its anger. I think it was. Less condes- yeah. light the shop on fire kind of anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a different kind of anger. Um, it was more like, is he going to shut up? <laughs> yeah, totally. I did not think that, Colin. We had different thoughts. <laughs> uh, but I think this is an interesting movie about free speech and anger and um i'll get into some of my personal things later but i think i understood this movie way more the second time um i think it's a man who's angry at the systems and the injustices of the world but he feels helpless in it which is why he's so despairing and lashes out in anger directly Um, towards the government of israel yeah specifically the government of israel um i'm fascinated how this got made and it was partially funded by the Ministry of Arts of Israel. Isn't that fun? <laughs> That's no a way of way. saying, like, yeah, we can, like, criticize ourselves. We're cool with that. Yeah, it was only, I like, guess. a few percent, but they funded a little bit of it. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 saying, that's definitely a message. Uh, and I agree with Colin. I think that's, like, an ability to see faults within your system. But the whole thing kind of being that... <clears throat> there's this fear of like what the public will see or what they'll kind of experience. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, just his whole speech was just like, was that all the things that he believed <laughs> or was that something like really sexy and attractive to have yeah. as like this grand speech about how bad your country is? Mm-hmm. And definitely something that you could see in, in like an American film for sure about mm-hmm. like, people hating on America, but very surprising in an Israeli film. Yeah. The whole time had me being like, Ooh, we'll get there again later. We'll get there again. <laughs> Who saw this film? <laughs> um, I want to start with something maybe because you guys all talked about it. Yes. Talk about the camera a little bit. I looked up a bunch of quotes by, uh, Nadav Lepid, like of, from interviews. Cause I felt like it helped me understand the movie. Um, while prepping, he says he watched a lot of videos of Jackson Pollock who's an abstract painter who just splats things on, on the canvas. Uh-huh. Um, and just like Pollock was disruptive with his painting, he wanted to force the camera to constantly be involved, get in the way, spoil or break the scene, preventing it from staying neutral. Yeah, there was a number of times where like the, the focus would be like the the guy walking through the desert or whatever, and then the, it would like flash away to the sky and then come back and flash away and come back. And it's just, you know, it doesn't keep the story straight on the yeah. person. But uh, do you guys think any of this worked? Did you like it? Did you not like it? You know, the main Did it contribute name, thematically? His last name is Pollock. Yeah, isn't that awesome? <laughs> <laughs> the main actor's last name is Pollock. I think um, that the camera moving and being so sporadic made me think like this is this director's mind he's all over the place he doesn't have his own like thoughts together and as she's talking he's off looking somewhere else like and maybe thinking new ideas for a film or that'd be a good shot that would be something and i thought um, that too and i thought like this guy's so self-involved like he doesn't care what anyone else thinks um i didn't like the protagonist oh yeah Uh, i didn't like him either uh, supposed to yeah okay (laughs) you know um, but especially when like they're in the, he's in the car with the guy and the camera goes around and he's grabbing more, um, 
those macadamia macadamia nuts cashews cashews and initially he was offered it and he's like no and then he just hogs them <laughs> goes, <laughs> and he just goes yeah. ham on them so I'm on this popcorn yeah I, that, I mean that put me in the mindset of thinking this is this guy's mind it's just all over the place ADHD if you will I don't know um, I will agree yeah that's that was my thought with all that moving camera but then sometimes there were camera movements that weren't like that that were still really interesting when uh, he's first in the house and he opens the door and the camera just quick whip pans over to the girl and it's just shaking the whole time I loved that yeah it's like what are you doing with that uh, yeah I think that's one of the first like weird uh, camera moves and you're like that was strange but yeah I liked it I don't know why I liked it but I liked it and maybe just because it's like inventive and creative and you'd never seen it before yeah but then again I didn't like Cloverfield and that was all over the place (laughs) (laughs) he said like if I had to get up and my plan for the day was just to do like two shots or just close-ups he's like i i just let a machine do that he's like i want to go out there and be dangerous with the camera Ooh, dangerous. Be dangerous. wait he said this in the film or like, he said that uh, in an interview a, okay he's like what's the point anyone can do that he's like let's try something wow um i do like Inventive. the claustrophobic close-ups of parts of the face or body that you normally don't get like when they would be very close to each other? Yeah, either, yeah, they'd either be talking super close to each other, like he'd be filming like just the top of his head or a, like his ear or like it just wasn't symmetrical and it wasn't what, like you don't even see his mouth talking sometimes, you don't even see his eyes. Well, yes. well during that, that yeah. screaming scene where like it would be like behind his head mm-hmm. yep, from the, from the side and he's like screaming it's like oh. And then okay. they would have just his eyes, and then, like, his mouth wouldn't be in frame. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's, like, just him feeling claustrophobic without having free speech. Is it, like, the government is censoring him so he can't show his full true self? Like, it shows his eyes sometimes and not his mouth, so maybe he I can have a look, like, but shows he's not allowed eyes, to speak. It shows his eyes, it shows his mouth, it ends on his ear. Yeah. Does, he, does he end on the ear because it's like, hear me, you know? Maybe I don't know. I could be overthinking it, but <laughs> I thought it was like he had a lot of anger, but like it was hard to direct it or like, yeah. Yeah. So like it was like missing its mark with like keeping things like in weird places in the frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, it just still oddly felt intentional at the same time, even though there was like a sporadicism to it. It's just like, yeah. Was he intentionally f- just framing his ear, just framing his eyes, just fra- you know? And it, it it did kind of feel like oh he's doing this on purpose, even though the whole thing felt chaotic. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, to all of you listening out there, you don't have to have a lot of money to do inventive things with the camera because it's just really how he's moving it. What was the budget That's on it. this film? Because it probably felt not like that much. Nine dollars. An iPhone. <laughs> the price of the <laughs> price of the plane ticket that like. He took that plane right yeah, on. He shot it in 18 days and mainly in one location, so yep. probably wasn't crazy. Caleb, you got it? Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Wasn't wow. it just one location? Aside from like... I mean, the, the plane military they walked through the They walked through a city oh, yeah, the for like stuff. 30 seconds. Yeah. They had to rent the whole... They had to rent all of Jerusalem for that shot. 
That's not uh, true. I thought that was Tel Aviv. Probably Ooh. was. God, were you paying attention to the same film? I do not have a budget. We I have an opening weekend in a worldwide gross. Oh, you're on IMDb? Yeah. yeah. Well, well if we find it later, we'll let you know. I want to talk about... Let's. I'm going to scroll down my questions here. Because um, you guys have mentioned the main character a couple times. I'm going to read you something he said in a very simple way. If my main idea would have been to protest against censorship or free speech, the movie would have had to be clear because otherwise you don't reach their aim. I would have had to also transform my main character into a kind of heroic character who's fighting against the system and the state, which is powerful and cruel, and he has a good heart, which is, of course, not at all the movie. So how does that make you interpret our main character and some of the ideas, I think, as well? Yeah, because we're only really given the image that, like, he doesn't really see himself as a good person Mm. until the end of the movie where she's like, you're good, you're a good man. And he's just like, just hearing that message, just hearing it uh, drives him to weep, Um, which makes me believe even more and more and more the cyanide story that maybe he was the sergeant. Um, You know, forcing people to do stuff. And he's just never felt good about himself after that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a complicated thing, isn't it? That super complicated that like, at least for me during the, when he was giving his speech, I was just kind of like, Whoa, dang dude. Yeah. You can, Whoa, this goes away. Oh, this goes way back. <laughs> don't lean too hard. Um, that's my motto. Don't lean too hard. <laughs> mm. It's actually on his shirt. Don't right sip now. on that lean too hard. Um, yeah, at least during like the speech and everything like that, you're just kind of like, go, go, go! My gosh, this is like, like, keep, like you're you're saying like such like powerful, impactful, dangerous things. Like, you know, he almost seems like the hero in that moment, but um, almost nowhere else in the movie does he really feel like a. Like, you, you get no sense of his morality, no sense of his ethics, no sense of mm. the fact that he's, like, good or bad. Um, aside from the fact that he's kind of cold and very, almost feels like he's on the spectrum a little bit, <laughs> just doing, like, <laughs> random weird things, socially awkward things. Um, and so, I don't know. Well, his, like, strategy of the, uh, this is a bit of the spoiler alert, but a bit of his strategy is to just, like, blackmail kind of his younger more naive but you know a participant in his films the library director and so it's like even like what he's doing is not exactly that good Mm. right and pays homage to the cyanide experiment yeah Mm. yeah oh maybe i didn't send it (laughs) (laughs) what yeah yeah He's not a good guy. (laughs) I'm sorry, Kale. Do you have something to say about this? He bashed a girl's knee in like five minutes into the film. Oh, speaking of that. Did he, though? That scream that 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 girl gave, like... That was great. Transitioned smoothly into the... The The airplane Airplane screen. So I'm like, I keep hearing that scream. You know what you call that in the film industry? What? Call that a J-cut. Wow. Wow. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here cut. first. All of you, it's a, called an adjacent. A J cut. A J cut. A J cut. A J I did notice that too. That was super, super cool. How like her scream just kind of like blended into the plane noise. And then, yeah, stayed on it for like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, 
I still hear it. You're like, I, I still, still hear, hear it. it. I still hear it. Right. You're paying attention to it <laughs> yeah. for sure. I think um, only when he starts talking to the pilot does it drone out. But yeah. Because yeah, if he was like a really likable guy and was like, I'm, I'm helping other people and I'm helping liberate them while also liberating um, like my country. Like, it's just great. That'd be awesome. That'd be like a heroic story. But he's just kind of like, yeah, not a great guy. He's very self-involved, very egotistical. Um, doesn't seem to care about other people's feelings, and then it's the truth. He, baby. But then he's like, "Yeah, you know, our government doesn't care about us." Blah blah. blah. And maybe he thinks more. My government doesn't care about me, and I want what's best for me. But does he care about other people as well? I don't know. Cares about his mom. He's a big at mama's one, boy. At one you know. Point he says, uh, "Who's not? You're my treasure, or something like oh, that." So he's my you know. treasure. Was it his mom that was getting divorced? No, no. That was like a friend of his that called. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, that wasn't his mom. <laughs> no. That was some rando on the phone. Some producer probably or something. <laughs> I I kind of appreciate in an autobiographical movie him doing this. He says people when they um talk to him or um, after they've seen his movies are a little disappointed because he's just like a nice guy and not ready to like have a boxing match politically or anything. He's like, but those emotions are still there. And I feel it a little bit. I read this book recently about dictators in Africa. And basically this is going to be a bit of a tangent. Dictators in Africa happened because the Western world colonized Africa and exploited like their people and their land and their resources to the max. But they gave them English tea. And then eventually <laughs> um, people in Africa got educated and became revolutionaries and fought back. And then the dictator just continued the cycle. But it's like, when I think about myself, like I'm a little bit like Ahead because I'm a part of a culture that's benefited from the exploitation of others. So I'm a part of a system Absolutely. that has, um, I've gained privilege because of the system and there's like this disease that I'm not unaffected from spiritually, economically, uh, however you want to phrase it. And I think he's, I like it because his, he's aware enough to present his character as not some, yeah, shining hero who's raging against the government, even though he has every right to be ticked at the government for sure for censorship. Just like we have every right to be ticked at our government for the things it does, but it's like, we're also a part of it in a way. So it, it, it nuances it in ways that I appreciate, even though I doubt the director is that bad of a person to kind of compare this to 1984 is the guy in that was, uh, hated the government for like changing history, but he was kind of the guy whose job it was to change history. And so, mm. yeah, he was, that's kind of a comparison to 1984. Yeah. There's like a conf- there's a confliction of how do I live in a society where I am the beneficiary because of sin while also trying to be a good person who does not sin mm. while it's and is actively participating in and is in a way act- you don't like. Yeah. And we are as well because there's no way to live without participating in that system. I don't think how many times during his speech did you like we like preach? Yeah, a couple of times. But you were thinking about your own country. 
Yep. No, I was, I was shut up. You were just thinking about. Colin was shut up. I'm okay, like, let's... I don't, I don't care that much. You did not like it. <laughs> I didn't like his. Why didn't you like it? Because I, I thought it's like he's targeting his one government, but it's like everybody does this, you know, and he does it. So it's like he's angry about his government in particular, but in ways he's talking about everybody, and he's not excluding himself, and so it's just like. Just calm down a bit, you know? For those of you listening... <laughs> um, Sometimes you get impassioned. One Colin. of the climaxes of the film is uh, he's supposed to sign this thing so that he can do the Q&A and then get paid. He can't get paid otherwise. So right. it's an economic thing, right. believe it or not. Um, so he's got to sign this thing. He'll only talk about a certain amount of topics. There's been this nice young woman who's been with him the whole time, and she's like, yeah, I disagree with it, but kind of got to do it. Head of the library's division. And so as the movie's filming, they go out in the desert and... She tries to get him to sign it, and then he just goes off on a rampage for like five plus minutes. Um, Eric can reenact a little bit of it for us, hopefully. In but it's Hebrew. like, but it's simultaneously it's he's going off on the government, and then there's the other thing where he's trying to get her. He's recording it to try to get her to agree with him, mm. so that he can out her and save her according to his phone conversation earlier. but um, So Colin didn't like the speech. Eric, Caleb? <laughs> I did. Like, the speech is probably the part I liked the best. I thought it was a uh, shining moment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was it was the climax of the movie. Right. But the... One of... The yeah. idea of, like... I felt that you can only say these certain things and you can only talk about these certain things. Well, what about these things that are real and true and that, you know art can help highlight like can we talk about this can we talk about this and yeah. i was like when you yeah. started like going off on like how the the censorship of certain things or like you know even just taking away certain things maybe it has nothing to do with censorship but they're just taking away certain things it's 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 producing a generation who doesn't like grow up and know about the world or know about all these beautiful things, all these beautiful books that they're not allowed to read. Jules Verne, Dickens. Yeah, I love that the first one. Ed Jules Verne. Yeah. Dickens, Dickens Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. Kafka. You know Kafka. what I thought of, though? And not censorship, but I thought about the Academy. Uh, oh, interesting. And Go on. Their, their new diversity rules. Mm. Who is the Academy? Like the Academy of Motion Arts. Oh, oh. In okay. the United States of America. What's their new diversity rules? Uh, certain movies can't qualify for Best Picture unless they meet certain diversity standards. And so I thought, really? of, I thought of that yeah. of like, well, yeah, now uh, sometimes certain movies don't have a lot of diversity because they tell historical stories. They are adapted from works of fiction. Uh, and so, yeah, like that movie yeah. that takes place next to Auschwitz. You think they're going to have a lot of diversity or like, what if I made an indie <laughs> film in the middle of Nebraska with my friends and it took off? It's like, well, it didn't meet the diversity. Rules, yeah. So, so it, the, uh, it's like you're, you're limiting, uh, really good art because I don't, some, I don't know if it's to meet a criteria. Yeah, it has to meet some sort of social criteria. And so it's a good conversation. It's almost, it reminds me a little bit. I watched some of the interview and I was like, Oh, some of that was good. And I'm like, some of it, whatever, uh, was okay. the interview with Richard Dreyfus, oh, uh, um. where he kind of went off about the same stuff. Um, and like, and then, but then he's like, you're telling me I can't play a black man. I was like, well, okay, well <laughs> <laughs> Richard Dreyfus said that. <laughs> yeah. 
he's Richard Dreyfus. He can Dunning play whoever he wants. Yeah. Sorry, go and ahead. And like oh. those uh, those authors that he was like listing, they're all white men. It's not like he picked like East Asian or South Asian or African authors or, or women. So it's like, I don't know, lack of diversity or selective criterion. Yeah, he was good. listing good works of literature. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I mean, wait, hold on, hold on. He didn't say Suzanne no, 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 Collins. That's not what I meant. That's not what, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jared is not happy at me right no, now. No, I'm cracking up. <laughs> You're just like staring at me. How dare you? Asian Damn. authors are good. I had to beat Caleb to the cancel button. Um, nice. Yeah. Speaking For of, once, Caleb wasn't the first one to be canceled on buttons. Speaking of buttons. Can I press this? No! <laughs> Why not? What happened? So, in our last episode, yeah. Caleb destroyed, you when destroyed, I destroyed a his... priceless yeah. memory. Um, oh, you actually... So, it was destroyed for because real. Because it was a uh, picture frame with a message from my from my parents. And uh, it is still on there. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Oh, man. I felt terrible. I played it today. Did you? That was the, I, I totally forgot about it. And I was like, oh, I wonder if it still plays. And oh, it played the message. Well, and I was thank like, goodness. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was, that was messy. Sorry. Keep keep going. Keep going. Jerry. Wow. I just really wanted to get, get that clear. Clear that up. No, we had to is, clear it up. No, this so. is good. I liked the speech. Yeah, uh, it was really good. I agree with every, especially the stuff about, <laughs> Everything, like, huh? you know, mud and hell and all that. Um, yeah. Pick up the hem of your dress. You're going through the muds of hell right now in this country, woman. Um, wow, yeah. Yeah. I, have, I had the same. I was like, amen. But I was like, well, maybe he's a little too angry. But when you when you think of that the movie's so? not trying to um I think the vitriol like it was too being directed unfair. being directed towards her with the also the manipulation. I think maybe without the manipulation of recording her. I almost never well, felt like it was directed towards her. I felt like the whole speech yeah. was directed towards Israel. But, but it wasn't to, like you have to preface it with before he was all saying that like he's like, all right, I'm recording now, so it's in his mind. I think I had completely forgotten. But what? I, oh wait, go. No, no, no. No, but I go, go. Well, I, I like, yeah, I agree. Like with the anger, I'm like, yes. But also, I think of like Martin Eden. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, I for, I forget exactly what was going on. In Martin Eden, but like, he was like angry character. at the system and yeah. government and politics and like yeah like let that take over and turn you bitter but like thinking through okay i can't control any of that how can i love and serve the people here in my current in my context rather than just i'm just going to be angry and bitter yeah i think it's um helpful to know that he wrote this in like two weeks because it makes you it makes me think at least this scene is just him like in like a flurry of emotion, just writing all these angry things yes. and getting them out. Yes. Um, angry at injustices that are like, it's good to be angry at that. It almost felt po poetic. Like there is yeah. such a yeah. thing as a righteous anger. That's okay to like, let it all out. Yep. And if, if you view it through like, if this is like an emotional spewing of how you're feeling, then I like, I love it, which right. I think is the primary. That's how I view use it. of it. Yeah. 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 
Because you got to get that out sometimes or it's just going to fester and turn you bitter. It's like a lament. Like a lament, Absolutely. Yeah. No, it, it was like this emotional spew. It was def- I definitely felt lament, uh, like signs of kind of like him just lamenting over the uh, over his part in this in this machine, his part in it. Like there's all this like this is how it is and I'm and I'm a part of it too and it disgusts me and like you know all this other stuff and um yeah. And it ends really biblical. Like um, your minister is going to be on his hands and knees grazing the grass like a cow, yeah. just like Nebuchadnezzar. He doesn't say like Nebuchadnezzar, but it's like that's the image. That's that the reference I up. like yeah. thought of in my head. It's the Daniel. Do you think he was, because there was a scene, there's there's almost like a double climax. So there was like this scene at the end. Yeah, let's go to the next climax. Um, well, there's two more, I think. Yeah. Um, we well, triple climax at the end. Uh, well, why don't why don't you describe what happened? Because I my question comes after that scene in the second part. Second part, uh, film's over. He walks back in. <laughs> he basically gets the <laughs> kicked out of him. On he goes stage. up. He plays <laughs> part of the recording that he just made after yeah. he went off. That gets the young woman who works for the government trying to get him to sign the paper yeah. that the minister of arts hates art. And all that is good about human beauty, basically, and that the government is super evil. Yeah. And she's like, I agree. And he plays that. <laughs> he puts his phone up to the mic and plays that for the whole crowd. And then they rush him and uh, he's like, beat I sent this. But they I didn't, sent this they to didn't the take his phone. <laughs> no, they, they didn't, didn't take his phone. <laughs> he's, it's like giving the guy that like is taking everybody hostage. Let him have the gun. Yeah. <laughs> so then she. So she, what do you make of she that choice? Distressed. What? What do you make of that choice? By the way, to do that. Uh, it just. It seemed. It seemed like he was. It when I was watching it, it didn't feel like gotcha journalism. It felt like he was he was making some sort of a suicide like a, pack, like a ra- <laughs> like a radical point that didn't really land. Like he was By just destroying like, someone else's career. He was just like, I'm gonna play this. And then he plays it, and then he's just like, and I sent this to, I just sent this to the minister, blah, 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 blah. And then everybody rushes him on stage and, and kicks the crap out What of was interesting watching it a second time that I didn't notice <laughs> round one is when he's at the crevice with the water and he's on the phone with the person. Um, he basically says, I really like this girl. She gets it. Um, she's really lovely. And um, the person on the phone is like, record it. That's how we can get her out. Or like, that's how we can save her. Right, like, right. she's a part of the system, but she doesn't need to be a part of the system because she gets it. So if you record her and re- release it publicly, it'll be like a brutal truth But she takes to get it, her out. But she takes it so... F- she's basically yeah. like, you've killed me. Like, you've you've ruined... Not only have you ruined my life, I'll probably end up dead. And so she just runs up to the hill and I just think it's herself. interesting that his motive is different than destroying her. Yeah. Even though that's maybe the what would have happened if they didn't plead. Yeah, like he plays it and he's almost kind of like, open your eyes. Yeah. And it has... It, it didn't has work. This, no, he, she's like, I'm going to go kill myself right. because this ruined my life. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have... I don't know why he had to make her a martyr as well. He could have just been like spoken his own like views on preach, sure. but for some reason he had to like pull someone else into that. The sergeant and thought like I'm helping you, but really right. like destroyed her. You have to be really careful about how you help people see the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would get consent. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm forcing you to leave the government. Um, so uh, were you? Were you gonna have a thought? Well, he could have just like, instead of 
releasing it publicly. Just been like, hey, I got you on tape. Now you join our little clique of of or like else. revolutionaries. Yeah. <laughs> or We're or going else. revolutionary. Um, so yeah, so so she she runs up this hill and she's gonna throw herself off the cliff, and everybody comes up behind her, family, friends, everybody at the filming thing. And they're like, don't do it, don't do it, and. And 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 he's and, and then she turns to him, uh, uh, the main character. Yeah, um, and he's like, "Yeah, don't jump." But he's like very non-enthusiastic. He's like he's very like, indifferent. Don't, don't jump. It feels like yeah, because <clears throat> he's like, "I didn't send it to all the people. I said I sent it. I just I'm just my kidding. Phone. Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> yeah." And he's like, "Ultimately, I don't care about your life, but you know, I'm just letting you know I didn't do it." Um, and then her the, the the woman who's in distress her sister comes over who we met earlier uh who's shy and she walks over to him and basically crushes his face and says you're not a bad man you're a good man what does she do before that which is very interesting oh she she sacrifice she says take me she says take, take me instead me instead which means she was able to <laughs> see through his plan that he wasn't trying to destroy her he was trying to get her out of the government yeah yeah which i think is fascinating yeah so hmm. it's like he tried to force one where the little sister didn't need forcing. She just saw the truth and was like, I'm in on that. Yeah. It's almost like a foil to the, to, to the cyanide. Yeah. Thing. Exactly. I love that. And so, and so my question comes when, when she is like crossing his face, he starts weeping. We get the sense that like, he really has struggled internally believing that he is a good man, uh, that he is worth anything. Um, do you feel like he was redeemed by the end of the movie? Do you feel like he himself feels like full circled or does he hop on that plane? Nothing's changed, baby. Just like totally the same. Kind of. Cause I think that he still planned on making that like controversial movie, which would get him canceled and blacklisted. Right. Which like, if you're willing to sacrifice yourself and only yourself for your cause, I have respect for that, but trying to like drag other people down, no respect for. Right. You're, you're protective of the, the people that he's trying to drag in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you go to camp as a kid, you go to like a a Christian camp and you come back like in that next week, you're like, um, that, that spiritually was, on fire yeah that was the best week ever and <laughs> i'm like gonna be the best christian ever uh, maybe he had that experience didn't where he's like <laughs> didn't turn out that way okay yeah it didn't work for me he had a um, jewish camp experience yeah, yeah but yeah so now he's like coming back from that experience he's like wow my mindset's really changed and then a weekend he's like Kind of want to make that. You don't movie. think anything stuck with him? <laughs> Why did I delete this recording? Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Why did I do that on that desert top? Um, so I don't know if he had a change. You don't think he'll remember that experience? Right. The. So it wasn't a foundational and monumental thing that he might have gone through at the at the top. Where yeah, that's just an every a, a regular Tuesday for him. <laughs> it's hard regular to say. It was on, there's only like two minutes after the. Yeah, I think experience. there's the seeing how like the speech is full of I think primarily emotional truth, not overthought. I think the ending similar where he's told you're good, yes, and you realize his anger comes out of a lot of yeah shame and self low view of self. 
And the cry I take is mainly a cry of like despair that all the raging he's doing is changing mm. nothing. Mm. And even if mm. he is good, um, the world is still the same and he can't get justice. And at right. least finally in that moment, he recognizes that. He at least like breaks down and recognizes that. What his changes afterwards, I don't know, but I think he's more concerned in keeping us in that moment at the end than redemption, I guess. Right. I don't know if it's a redemption arc is more of just like a emotional next step. Does he arc. change? Yeah. I'll say he says this about the end. He like says it. I think the movie ends strangely enough because it's full of sorrow and bitterness. It ends with a kind of humanistic gesture. It doesn't mean that the answer to the problem is being simple and human. It ends with the moment that's kind of counterweight for everything we saw before, which is kind of what we just said. But I think it's more about taking the head of the spectator and sticking it in the geography of this actual moment in time as I see it. Geography wins. What was that quote from his mom that was like, everything is about geography? Or geography something? wins, right? Geography Rob wins. Bell quote. In the end, geography wins. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, what do you think that means? I think that probably sums up the movie pretty well, actually. Geography wins is yeah. summing up the movie? I think it helps. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't it. understand. I don't understand either. what you're talking about. I think it's Caleb. <laughs> um, yeah, let me, let me, let me think real thrown quick. under. <laughs> Like where he's at, I think what you just said, maybe if I'm just going to, I'm just going to say stuff. Yeah, uh, please do. This will this will work. Him crying as you read it, Jared, in like despair of, I can't change this. Like in that case where he's at in Israel, they win. Like it, geography wins. He can't change it. Hmm. Um, and I think just the space they're in, it's like empty desert. There's nothing and you can't escape it. You only can get out by plane. I don't mm. know. It, mm -hmm. it dominates. And you're like, you're a product of the geography you're in. Like it's culture, it's rules. It's, uh, yeah, yeah it's whole landscape. You can't just adjust all of it. Right. Also, if you, um, take a leak outside and spin in a full circle. You're surrounded by your own, a circle of urine. Your own excrement. Yeah. Think about it. <laughs> even though the crevasse with fresh water is right there, you're surrounded by your little circle, even, surrounded by your own urine. You know, when he's diving in the water, he sees that bowl skeleton. Yeah. Geography won there. Geography wins again. The, the river won. The river took what <coughs> it took life. You know what I noticed? And it's laying in the pit. I noticed that when he fell down and he was still talking to his friend who's getting a divorce, he was still talking on the phone. He started with his headphones and he came up without his headphones. Wow. But he was still talking on the phone. Yeah. Bluetooth. So I think that's a mistake. <laughs> and I dropped this you should put that a whole star. <laughs> <laughs> Submit a goof on IMDb. Goof. IMDb goof. You just be like you're not watching my film properly. <laughs> yeah, I think you uh, missed. You missed the point. The mark. <laughs> Politically, geographically, you missed the point. You lose. Geography wins. Geography wins. 
Um, yes. Anyways, interesting ending. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think about all the dancing? A lot of dancing. Yeah. What oh, <laughs> loved the one dance. The taxi driver's the dance? Taxi, the, the driver. <laughs> oh, well, that was another thing. Like, he came in and he started dancing and then it goes back to the van. He's like, that's the end of the movie. And it's like, this guy's only thinking about, like, what he's creating next. Isn't that a filmmaker, though? Yeah, I Don't know. you like, think that way sometimes? I think, like, ooh. That could be a good shot. I could shoot through there, and then yeah. I don't pay attention, and I'm on like a first date. I'm like, oh, sorry, what, what was your name? <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you actually do that. No, <laughs> I know most of their names. The I know most of their names. <laughs> um, oh my god! <laughs> and she's like, my name is Margot Robbie. <laughs> Like Margot who? Margot who? Um, Did you say Margot Barbie? Barbie? My name's Barbie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I like the dancing of the taxi driver. That, that was, was fun. Great. I don't know if he was a taxi he, driver. He felt, well, I just, that's What the was easiest, the song? That's the easiest way to describe it. Um, I don't know that song. Uh, I mean, I know that song. Oh, what a lovely day. Lovely day. Lovely day. Lovely day. I is that, get it. Who is that? Get it. Uh, no, I'm going to think of who it sings it. You, guys, you guys keep Love going, and I'm going to think of it. What about the Bell Peppers? Was that another Geography Wins? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Because it was like, our peppers failed, and now we're like slaves to banks. And Yep. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, that's the fall of a lot of empires, is just natural disaster. Geography Wins again. Or Bad Dancing. Or bad dancing. But that guy didn't dance bad. I, I felt like when he was dancing, it was like he was he was dancing with his whole heart. He was. His 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 whole heart. And he was he was dancing like nobody was watching. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. You ever done that before? I have. All the time. I want to say it was Grover Washington Jr. Yeah, that's because you just... I did not it. look it up. <laughs> What do you think about the... That's the guy who made peanuts. The military story within a story. Did it work? Do you think the military story within a story worked? I thought the military dancing was <laughs> something that was kind of weird. Because it was like... <laughs> that was, that was, I don't know. It showed like the soldiers as being like truly stupid hormonal, hormonal teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of yep. thing. And it's like, oh, that's all these armies are really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that, that weird male gazy female dance. Yeah, it was odd, huh? It was, was like, was why is this in here? This is so weird. Um, Jackson Pollock. You mean like the whole, from beginning to, yeah, to the end of the sign, I think. Did you like it? Um, yeah, I think I think it was interesting. I think like it definitely served a purpose. I think it definitely served a purpose towards what was actually going on. Like you said, it pays kind of homage to that story where it's like, oh, there's a little bit of crossover here with what's going on here and what's going on with the story that he told. And, you know, was he the guy that he was telling who he was in the story? Or was he the other guy? Because yeah. she was like, you know what? I actually think you were this other guy because who ran and who was scared. Yeah. Because I see that in a lot of your films and it comes through. So that's that's who I think that you were. And he was like, well, what if I was the sergeant making everyone do this cyanide test yeah. that wasn't actually cyanide? What if I'm like a terrible person who made them go through this? Is it kind of a... And it was just like, whoa, okay. It's kind of a fable more or less that like... Yeah, it's like yeah. everybody it's like in this world is like... Like one of those three. One of those three, yeah. The like manipulator, the yep. victim, or like 
The guy that just like the guy that stupid who, like, that goes along with it. Who like saw what was going on, yeah. But like knew it was a lie. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's fascinating. I think I I think it was good. I think it belonged in there. I don't think it, it <laughs> felt out of place, yeah. I like that screenwriting wise, he almost like genre hops a little bit. I don't know about John, by John, I mean like literary genre, like um, not like sci-fi or whatever. Right. Like early in the, he does a couple of biblical things where like something happens and then the character that that happened to just retells the story and it's like almost the exact same. Like right. that happened right away where it happened, him meeting the woman and then he retells it on the phone. And then there's like a parable in the middle and then there's like the whole lament of him going off. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's using a lot of like different versions of speak of almost literary genres to communicate mm. a thing which i found interesting i thought it was interesting i mean only when it ended when you're yeah. like oh man crazy day journey that guy just went on. i was like <laughs> that was oh, just one day huh? that's crazy that actually was just one day um where he landed and then went to his filming and then it was nighttime and then he and then he went yeah. back um, but yeah, it feels, it, it feels more drawn out than that Yeah, because you're kind of following him almost shot for shot going through a desert <laughs> where it's like, you, there's no cuts. He's yeah. just kind of like walking and talking to his friend and you're like, oh, well, he's just walking through a desert. We're following him along. <laughs> I also do love just one more side comment and then we'll wrap it up. The, um, shot of him after he rants. It's been so close to him, and then it pulls back, and you see that he's like hugging her. Yeah, like embracing, yeah. almost like it's uh, like he's on his knees. I'm spouting all this because I love you. Like if she represents the Israel government, mm-hmm. it's like I'm not doing this because I hate you, even though I do. It's like it's because I love you at the same time. Because um, he said he'd have multiple people from Israel who like watch the movie and would be like, it was a, like, I felt like you had a lot of love for Israel in this movie, which is interesting. Cause a lot of it is a rant about how he hates Israel. Well, yeah. And, but like, how often are you supposed to speak truth into something because yeah. you love that thing and because you care for that thing and you don't want them to go astray and actually saying nothing hurts them more mm. than actually telling them the hard, ugly, disgusting truth, which is that we've all been participating in this, this terrible culture of, um, you know, everything that he says and, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's interesting because it, you can definitely spin it to, to a place where he's like, actually, I, it's because I love yeah. this country so much that I see all these terrible things happening and it, and it violates me to my core and it's just like, and then he just goes off because I love Israel. I'm not nationalistic. Yeah. Hmm. It's like. <laughs> Wake up, America! You know it was, it was interesting that the <laughs> last the war that he like <laughs> fought in was the one that like where they occupied another country. Yeah, it wasn't just like defensive. He's like, we were like in another country, occupying it. Super the parable. Is this why sense. on my Paradise Now podcast you were so pro Palestine? When was I pro Palestine? I'm not pro anything. <laughs> I don't know what I'm pro in that. I need to research it more. I'm gonna be honest. Remember when I said, "What side are we on, guys?" And you were like, "Wake up, sheeple." <laughs> I don't know who or the, what the sheeple want to believe. No, that's true. We didn't. Really I, I'm sides. not going to take a stance without that's, enough uh, knowledge. Very yeah, nuanced. It's a very. It's probably. I'm, I support both sides. Is that very, okay to say? Sure. You can. Su- I well, support by, the, by supporting support both the, sides. You support the people. I, don't I support see the good sides, sides of both sides. I, su- I support the good parts of both sides. 
Oh. There we go. Wow. I support the good parts of both but sides. Not the bad, but not the bad But side? not the bad parts of both sides. You, you, I, I denounce the bad parts of both sides. Wow. What about the good people and the you bad parts? Um, I love them, and I hope the bad parts stop. <laughs> Just like with me. It was Bill Withers. He's the one who sang uh, Lovely Day. Oh, he Bill also Withers. sang Ain't No Sunshine. I, almost, I could oh, have gone to this song. Bill Withers memorial thing when I was in California where his daughter was singing at it because uh, of someone I met on the plane. Whoa. I'll tell you about Zach, Zach Love later. It's a wild song. By the way, Love? By the way yeah. I looked it up, and this was 1.5 million euros. So not like that's about one point five million dollars. It's not a lot of money. Yeah, that's true, cheap. True. Movie. Yeah. Not a lot. So yeah, I can and you can you can kind of see it. I mean, the cameras they're using are pretty great. Awesome. Like very clear, um, crisp. I think it said there was an expensive drone shot in there too. I think it there said what yeah, they were the flipping drone. <laughs> it said Cinescope one colon two comma three nine. I don't know what that. Means. I have one colon. <laughs> Uh, but then it also says oh, that's length the of aspect movie. ratio. Then it also says length of movie 109 minutes. So I don't know what that means. That's an hour 49. That's right. Oh, is it? Okay. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up our mommies? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, no, this is good. Good discussion. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was great. Yeah. And actually I wrote, recorded all of you secretly oh my god i'm gonna send this to biden <laughs> i'm gonna send it to biden oh you got biden on gonna, speed dial gonna be, do you he's gonna be do you mad got biden on speed dial? Oh, yes, is he gonna yes. is he gonna like tweet something he's, bad he, about me he's gonna he's gonna slap your wrist and say uh-uh no i do Cut have experience malarkey. with oh. secretly recording you guys for the you film bro. Me, yeah you've killed me what? <laughs> I was not secretly recorded for the film. You were not secretly <laughs> yeah. recorded for the film. Bro. Yeah. Is that illegal? What? No, you have to have someone's consent. Are we a single party consent state? Um, no, I think we need I think we need both. I think it also depends state on what, by state? Yeah. what damages were done. Yeah. So I didn't if know there's that was state by no state. damages. My letterbox was hacked and I had <laughs> to take like <laughs> 10 minutes to, ah! to say everything. We need another CSI. Dun, dun. One day I'll get once the Kid Chimp album's done. Yeah, is that? Oh, we <coughs> got all, like we fifteen about tracks. About wow. Holy cow. Um, I've enjoyed this topic. Yeah. I think it's really good that we did Middle Eastern movies. I think um, stepping outside of our our urine circles, if you will, um, <laughs> is a yeah. Is a big good, thanks to Cody. Cody, yeah, who's big in Arizona Cody, right now. Cody picked here. it. Yeah, yeah. I think this was awesome um, for sure. What were we going to say? I was going to wrap up our four mommy movies. Let's oh, rate first. Some bitch. The mommy is scared because she thinks there's a ghost in the house. But guess what? It's just nuclear bombs falling on your house. That's right. It's under the shadow. In uh, movie number two, knock on the door. Who is that? Knock on the door again. You're not my friend. Knock on the door again. You're some old guy who's taking me to the same house I was just at. What's your problem? I'm gonna run up the hill, run down the hill, run up the hill, run down I the hill. That's for right. These wrap-ups. Where is the friend's house? And then we watched. Love it. I'm sad, bald now. Okay. So now I think I'm gonna be an extremist. And the other guy's like, I'm bald now, so I'm not going to be extremist anymore. I'm actually going to be not extremist. That's right. It was uh, Paradise Now. Now. And then we watched this movie, um, I'm Angry, Ahead's Knee. We didn't even talk about what the title meant. Whatever. Uh, So rank them four to one. Eric, you want to rank them four to one? Shall I? 
I don't know. Um, Compare the. Ooh. It's a tricky okay. one. Yeah, because I actually, I actually really loved Under the Shadow. I thought that was super great. But Jared didn't like it because it was made by a British person. That's not why. I just didn't think it was that. Uh, anyway, not what? Um, huh? Caleb agreed with me, but he was afraid to say. Caleb, it on do the you pod. have your ranking? Because I'm like probably yeah, I got my ranking. Five seconds. Go, from Caleb. Being I'm ready. gonna go Under the Shadow, Paradise Now, Ahead's Knee. Where's the friend's house? Oh god. I'm gonna go under Pal- the shadow <laughs> so stuck. Paradise now and then one and two is depends on the day, but right now I'm gonna go ah heads knee and then where is the friend's house as well. So same as Caleb. Which means that is the definitive ranking. You have the majority snobs agree. And Colin agrees even though he hasn't maybe he's I've seen only it. seen one of them and that was the one here. And Colin <laughs> agrees. I was gonna say probably that ranking. <laughs> Were you going to go ahead number one? Were you thinking you know, of ahead number literally, one? Literally, I just, I'm having such a hard time ranking. Were you thinking of ahead number one? Uh, I was thinking about switching up the number one and number two, but um, I think Where's the Friend's House was pretty great. It was. Yeah. It was special. Um, I don't think a lot of people would like it, though. And uh, my ranking of Under the Shadow, it would be switched. I think Paradise. Now would be like. Paradise Now, Under the Shadow, Adzni, Where's My Friend's yeah. House. Cool. Um... Awesome. And what's what? What have we discussed for our next topic? Hey, hey, hey! We didn't discuss anything. We beep, left boop, it bleep, all up to Chat GPT. AI is choosing our next. <laughs> is That's choosing our films. next four films, films about AI. No. Uh, well, you know what? I I texted. Will we finally discuss AI? On the pod. Like, we will watch AI four times. I if it asked, picks AI. Movies I mean, written by AI. Well, I asked Chat GPT. I did a test. Did you I, do my one of my prompts? I said, yeah. What? Which would one? A, can you recommend a movie a film snob would watch? Okay, you know I like that. Prompt. What did they recommend? What? Seventh Seal by Ingmar Bergman. Whoa, good suggestion. Uh, so are, based like, on that, are we thinking that's a good prompt? Yeah. A or, film that a film snob would watch? Yeah. What okay. was my first one? I don't remember. Pick anymore. me a, a movie, any movie. No, that was, was, I, like, was I, I think I said to the snobs, I was like, do we dare do the prompt pick a random movie? It's just <laughs> balls of fury. <laughs> balls of God. We could get into stuff that my eyes will never be oh, uh, yeah. legally what required the, to see. What is the name of a film that a film snob would watch? There like, has to be I don't, some. I like, don't think that veto would. power though. Like if it's Solo, I'm not watching. Well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So, so the way that we, th- the, I think when we originally talked about the ChatGPT um, structure, we were like, okay, let's have it pick f- five movies or, or maybe it gives us a list or something and we choose from the three. Oh, we could have it like give us a, a 10 like a 10 list give us a top give 10. us 10 movies a film snob would watch and then we can p- and then and pick you five can of pick, them you can pick from those. well four of them but yeah. yeah we'll talk about it we'll figure it out cool. yeah no i yeah something like that because yeah i think like but but also i love the thrill of just i know you me have too. to like watch in the, the moment movie that it gives you <laughs> exactly we do it like you're either lot. just like yes and you're like oh dang it mxp2 <laughs> Do you know they made us? Oh my god! <laughs> Ricky comes out for it. it no, was yeah. So we will leave it up to AI because I think that's appropriate, considering we're leaving the world up to AI, yeah. and we will all be dead in twenty years. So when who we knows? Maybe in the middle, Caleb and I will drop a you know succession uh, finale. Bro, <laughs> because do you want to watch it Sunday? I kind of, if I can. These yeah. guys, yeah, I love succession. Succession so rules. much. I'm just, Nick Maddie. Nick Maddie joined us for. 
It's on my watch list. I Ad haven't Astra, watched it yet. I think uh-huh. he's oh, catching yeah, up right now, go. so he might. It's like, what do you want me to do? Take out his legs? <laughs> okay. Is this oh, three seasons so long? Four. This is the fourth season. Okay. So I've got some work to do. Um... You got 40 hours Colin? in the next two days. Thank you so much. We love you, Colin. You're you welcome. Always I love this movie. Well, I liked it. What would you give it out of five? Yeah, what would you give it With out half five? stars, so... You can give it three and a half. Out of two ten. and a half? Out of ten. I give it a four. Give it a four? I give it a four. Yeah. I'm at a three I'll give it a three and a half, just yeah. because I... I think three and a half like was my gut. Anger speech. <laughs> you did not like that. wanted him to shut up. Colin recommends... Don't yell angry that you at skip Colin. through. And the that next scene. time we watch an angry movie, Colin, you're invited back on. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I look forward to it. All right, guys, thanks for coming. We'll see you next time when AI decides our movies. Goodbye. Chat GPT. Chat GPT.